0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Armchair Referee Sports Podcast. I am one half of the show. You know me as the bearded brother from another mother. The
1: one, the only, Chip Bayless. And I am the other half of the show. The man, the myth, the legend, the one that wished he had 22-inch guns, Fake Hockley. What's going on, Fake? I am living an utter complete nightmare <laughs> you're living <laughs> right the now. dream last week <laughs> i just finally woke up from that dream <laughs> now i've been in all seriousness it's been a pretty good week you know i'm on my four-day weekend so what's better than that nothing wrong with that at all and everyone make sure you're tuning in at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning because it is Super Bowl tattoo time. <laughs> oh man, I can just hear that needle already. I love it. I need you know, I've been in I've been in need for a little bit of tattoo therapy lately, so <laughs> so, <is it> <laughs> <laughs> so definitely be sure to check
0: us out on our Facebook page, Armchair Referees. We will be doing a Facebook Live video. I will actually be the one recording as my co-host here. Fake Hockley will be... going underneath the needle. <laughs> <laughs> Just not a heroin needle. <laughs> yes. Kids don't do drugs out there.
1: <laughs> drugs are <babe>. bad. <Okay. laughs>
0: All right, guys. Jumping in to week number two of the XFL. Fake.
1: I picked fairly well. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that, but I think I would two and two. Um... 'Cause I got the DC defenders picked right. <laughs> I did
0: not ex I, I picked DC as well, but I did not expect the Guardians to get completely shut
1: out though. And not just shut out. They got their shit stomped the fucking twenty-seven to nothing. <laughs> Matt McGloin,
0: eight for nineteen, forty four yards and two picks. What? Absolutely just goes ahead and through just just does what he did at Penn State, just throws the team under the bus. I understand like his competitiveness and all, but dude,
1: I'm, I'm just going to touch on this. The real world quick. doesn't revolve around <laughs> you. I'm just going to touch on this real quick, okay? So let, let, let me get this. Uh, there, Maddie. Um, so you think it's a smart idea <laughs> that mid game you're already not running an offense well, and you're going to throw your team and your coaching staff underneath the bus, and you think? Eh, I'll get another drive. No, <laughs> it don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, the, just just how the team reacted after that too—you could definitely tell like they wanted no part with Matt McGoin being even their quarterback, and they actually ended up benching him too.
1: Like, good on him. If you're gonna like Kevin Gilbride was way, just
0: like, you know what, dude, you're you're done. We fuck you. you need you need to sit down. You need to cool the fuck out. <laughs> Cardell Jones for the defenders, though. Another impressive outing. Jesus. 23 for 37, 264, two tutties, one pick. QB needed
1: teams in the NFL? Maybe start taking a look at this guy. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I mean,
0: he was with, what, the Bills? He was with the Bills and, and then, the, then Chargers. the Chargers. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously two situations where the Bills didn't really – at the time, I don't think the Bills even know what they were even doing at quarterback. So I'm pretty sure it was when they had Tyrod there.
1: Yeah, uh, and then and the then season. obviously the
0: Chargers you're not gonna you're not gonna take River spot. No, we'll dig into some Philip River news later on the, in this episode. But going back to the defenders, man, they look like uh, they're the team to beat. Yeah,
1: they are them. Uh, and granted, Houston.
0: granted, it's only two weeks in, but yeah, like you just said, them in Houston definitely looking very impressive two weeks in.
1: Very, very. Um, And it's just going to be up to Cardell Jones to keep on playing the way he's been playing, to be able to keep them, you know, competitive.
0: My boy DeAndre Tompkins, Penn State guy, nine nine targets, six catches, 67 yards, had a toddy. And when I actually first saw that, I'm like, you know what? That's an Ohio State to Penn State crime right there, like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So now we're gonna go into the uh Tampa Bay Seattle game. I told you, Fake,
0: I was not feeling good about my Vipers going to Seattle and, and that and I don't know if you saw that game, but that atmosphere was absolutely awesome. Like the turnout for Seattle Dragons fans, that was absolutely awesome. Like
1: I thought I, I felt like I was watching a Seattle Seahawks game.
0: Yeah, almost had that kind of feel to it and then, like even like the What's the uh, MLS, the Major League Soccer? Yeah. The Seattle Sounders. That almost like that atmosphere just absolutely reminded me of an atmosphere like that. Like the fans Mm -hmm. were absolutely loud. They were crazy. And like I said, I just was not feeling good about Tampa Bay. Notice that Tampa Bay did not start either Aaron Murray or Quentin Flowers. Yeah. They went with the third string. His last name's Cornelius. Went 16 for 27, 154 with two picks. Just,
1: I don't know what Mark Trussman's doing. I, I don't even think Trussman quite understands what the fuck he's doing
0: right now. <laughs> like I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, why are we? There's no Aaron Murray. Okay, I'm like okay, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe Quentin Flowers is gonna go out there. Well, not even Quentin Flowers. We have this third stringer in Cornelius. Have no, absolutely no idea who this guy even is. Just Seattle's defense was awesome.
1: Got, oh, now, what was that fucking interception that The, <laughs> the that quarterback practically threw it through the D end. He caught it like practically he took it right out of his hands. He's like, thank you. <laughs> and then takes the quarterback into the end zone with him. <laughs>
0: this is the team that I picked a couple
1: months ago too.
0: I, I have to I high to the rock with. And it's an absolute shipwreck two weeks in. <laughs> like, I have absolutely no idea what the Vipers are even doing.
1: Uh, well, we'll start with this fire Tressman, and Tressman go back up to Canada. Because clearly, it's the only country you can win in. <laughs> but as for the Seattle
0: Dragons, Silvers did pretty decent 7 yeah. for 18, 1 Keenan Reynolds. Former Navy quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. I like this kid. I like
1: him. I like him a lot.
0: Eight targets, three catches, 87 yards, and a tutty. Uh, Jim Zorn just had a perfect game plan for the Vipers. I mean. He bounced back. He bounced back very well. Because that week one, I mean, the Dragons looked absolutely. I don't know if it was just because they were on the road or what was going on, but they, they definitely bounced back this week. Definitely mm-hmm. looked a lot impressive at home, and in front of that awesome crowd. Our next game we got, we have the Dallas Renegades, 25, the LA Wildcats, 18. Landry Jones, 28 for 40, 305, one tutty, two picks, fake. Thoughts on Landry Jones on his first, on his XFL debut?
1: Well, I I said it, that... Douse was going to win this one. Now, I didn't think that they were going to have Landry Jones th- drop back 40 times. I thought for sure they were going to lean a little bit heavier on the run. Out in saying that, Curtis Artis Payne went beast, off. <laughs> he, was, he was he was beast mode. He was one yard away from having 100 yards rushing. Uh, Dunbar did what he had to with his opportunities with only six carries, but, you know, six I'm already carries 42 con- yards.
0: I'm already convinced that Dallas easily has the best backfield in the XFL. Oh, like, yeah. Hands down, already. Definitely. Um Like, that is such a deadly one-two punch for running backs. Like, Andrew
1: Jones, he looked good. Yeah, like... He had 305 yards passing, but at the same time, he, he had back- two interceptions. Yeah. Um... If Dallas wants to keep on winning, they need to lean heavier on the run than what they did the past two weeks.
0: Well, and that's the other thing, too. If you're going to rely on Landry Jones going back 40 times, you got to at least take half those to be, like, screen passes. Yes. Uh, or some kind of, like,
1: quick slant or something like that. like or a screen. LA or was in this. LA was in this. This was actually LA's game to win because at one point in time, they were up by two scores. <laughs> Before uh, Dallas even did anything, so and, um, the, and the Wildcats finally, they, they they
0: benched that Princeton kid for yeah. Josh Johnson, who was he, he was in the NFL for a while, like bounced around a couple teams like Redskins, Eagles, whatnot. He and, was effective, eighteen for thirty four, one ninety six, and two tutties with a passer rating of eighty nine. Like
1: he was. And can we talk about Spruce here, real quick? This kid is good. Go this white boy is good. <laughs> I like this Spruce kid. Watching
0: <laughs> him is almost like watching um Danny Woodhead.
1: Yes. Like I yes. got I got a
0: glimpse of Danny Woodhead while watching him. I'm just like, man, this is like some throwback Danny Woodhead. Um trying to have another
1: decent white running back. Well, he I think he's a I think he's a wide receiver. Yes. Spruce is a wide oh, receiver. Oh, a wide receiver, excuse me. He kind of reminds me of um. Crap. He played for New England and Denver. Wes Welker. Yes, Wes. That's what he reminds me of. It's like a Wes Welker. Um. Crap. What is that kid there in LA right now? Um, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That's what he reminds me of. He's not that fast, but he's he runs his routes very well, and he has solid hands. Yeah, you know I mean.
0: I think that's where I was trying to go with the Danny Woodhead. Like yeah. his receiving, like. Catchability out of the backfield. Like mm-hmm. he's, it just almost reminds me of like Danny Woodhead. Chargers, Danny Woodhead.
1: Yes. Not Jets, Danny Woodhead. No, because that was absolutely horrendous. That was a shipwreck. Um, but yeah. Uh, LA had a chance to win this game, they threw it away. Uh, but if Dallas wants to keep on winning, they got to weigh more heavier on the run. Landry Jones is not going to be the guy to go. I out wasn't and
0: exactly the games. sure what LA team was going, going to come out this week because after they fired Pepper Johnson mm-hmm. and they got rid of their star defensive lineman who went to the defenders, so. Oh, corner. Corner, excuse me. Yeah. Um,
1: I had, like I said, I had no idea what. They came out so hot, though. It, it, it was really surprising to see how like how hot they came out. And for how
0: good that uh, Dallas has like offensively, like their weapons and everything. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised LA actually kept it a game. On our next game, Fake, your St. Louis Battlehawks, unfortunately, came up short.
1: To, Too many turnovers. Too many turnovers. To move through two To what receptions. looks
0: like to be definitely the XFL team to beat the Houston Roughnecks. I'm telling you, man, freaking P.J. Walker. He's a stud. Mm -hmm. And what an awesome Mm -hmm. story that was, like how he even got, like how he landed a job in the XFL because Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's father, just so happens to be the XFL's commissioner. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Luck gave him like a word of like while they were like training camp together when they were with the Colts. Saying, hey, you know, even though this guy didn't make it onto the Colts or an NFL roster, like, you got to give this kid at least a shot in the XFL. And what PJ's been doing these last two
1: weeks has just been awesome. Like, he's managed that offense perfectly. He's, He's not turning the ball over. Like, he didn't put up that many yards this week, only 170. But he threw three touchdowns. And all three of them were, okay, so let's, I want to talk about this real quick, okay? This is a Houston team that Sammy Coates was supposed to be this, you know, the number one guy at wide receiver for was supposed to be their number one, and then this Phillips kid has come out of nowhere this past two weeks and has been P.J. Walker's favorite fucking target here. He caught all three touchdowns from PJ. And I think he had two receiving touchdowns last week. So, in two weeks, this guy has five receiving touchdowns. Absolutely tearing it (laughs) up. Where the fuck has this game come from? He can't be stopped. (laughs) Now, at the same time, I would also like to throw a shout-out to, um, I think this guy just like Phillips, is probably gonna find his way onto an NFL roster come next year. And it's number fifteen for St. Louis. This Pearson L. I love this kid. I remember yep, I remember I love this kid. He he caught he was he started out in Nebraska. He was a all-American returner. And as our producer just pointed out, he was on the Raiders roster. You were dumb to let him go. <laughs> As said, I, I love this kid. And St. Louis is doing what they need to do with this kid. Because you know what? He kind of reminds me of a certain other guy that at one point in time was hanging out around the St. Louis and Missouri area. Mr. Dante Hall. <laughs> the joystick. Pierce all was an all-American returner. That's what he what, what he was. I think he was an undrafted guy whenever he was brought onto the Raiders. but and he's kind of like after that he was cut and now he's found his way onto an XFL roster. What this kid can do is absolutely phenomenal. He had nine receptions out. So he was targeted 11 times, caught nine of them, had a touchdown a long, a long of 23, had 50 yards receiving. Hell, they even gave handed him the ball off at one point in time, and his return game is what really set up most of Saint Louis's opportunities.
0: Oh yeah, there was a couple times he almost like broke one like off to the house. Like we had our first XFL like return of the league for mm-hmm. the season. Um, but uh, Jordan Tamu, man, I'm, I'm, I like him as a quarterback, man. I do.
1: I now one of those interceptions. Um, it, he threw it up there because it was supposed to be a free play. There was a a neutral zone infraction that should have been called. It wasn't called. He just threw it up as a free play because it was supposed to be a free play. So you know, one of those interceptions we're gonna we're gonna you know we aren't gonna hold against him. But that other one he threw was ugly. <laughs> he threw in the triple coverage and he didn't even get enough air underneath the thing. Okay, it was an ugly throw. Shouldn't ever been thrown. But saying that, I do like Tamu. Now, what St. Louis needs to quit fucking doing is subbing in Fitzpatrick for shit that Tamu can do.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing, too, because I remember you and I were talking about that while the game was going on. I'm like, why do they have this Fitzpatrick kid in some kind of, like, package? And then, like, the very next play, they bring back Jordan Tiamu out back out. It's just like, I don't know know what St. Louis is doing there. I don't know if they're just trying to give this – this it's uh, Patrick. Or I don't know, this Patrick kid like any kind of like look for like a highlight or for some team out there trying to like get a quarterback. But mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't like it. I just don't like it personally. I don't like it because Tamu can do the same things, and honestly, he his frame he's just built. You know, he, he his frame is able to take those kind of hits that for the offense they want to run. So. Leave your number one guy in there, and obviously he is your number one guy because you're only throwing Fitz, Fitzgerald out there for one fucking play half halftime and you're subbing to move back in, so just leave him the fuck in there. 30 for 37,
0: 284, three tutties, two picks, and still had a pass rating of 103. Yeah. So you
1: can't really complain about that performance whatsoever. Exactly. Um. I don't I don't know what happened to uh, Jones there because, you know, clearly Jones is number one back over Christian Michael. Um, I don't know if he got injured or what the heck was going on because ever since he's, uh, after he scored that touchdown from touchdown pass, uh, we never saw him the rest of the game and he had his helmet on. I, I don't know exactly. Nothing's really come out there that he's injured or what the hell happened there. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, because obviously St. Louis could have really used him, because Christian Michael, we now understand why the fuck he's not in the NFL. He's like Trent Richardson 2.0. The guy cannot pick a fucking hole.
0: <laughs> that, and he just, just got dealt with too many like, injuries, man. I mean,
1: or do even, he, even
0: during his time in Seattle, he was always banged up.
1: Well, that and that screen pass, okay, he had another— he could have picked up another five yards and then went— out of bounds, a yard short. Good thing he got the fucking first down again when they handed the ball barely, to him. Barely. Exactly. Got
0: that first down. I thought for sure he was short. Oh, my God. I was sitting there like, wow, they're really giving him a favored spot there, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, that being said, that wraps up XFL week number two. We are going to be heading in now into week number three of the XFL. First game, 2 o'clock, ABC. The Houston Roughnecks at the Tampa Bay Vipers. And I'm going to tell you this right now, Fake. This is going to be ugly. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be ugly. Vipers fans, bite a pillow. Don't don't even turn on the game. (laughs) Don't even turn on the game.
1: Well, turn Uh, it it on. That's
0: about needs the ratings. What can you even do down in Tampa Bay besides, I don't know, relaxing on like a beach or something?
1: You can't watch J- you can't going- watch
0: Jameis Winston highlights because all you're gonna watch is interceptions. Yeah, you know what? Put 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 it in a DVD from 2002. There you go. <laughs> 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jay Gr- John Gruden. There you go, Warren Sapp. Have fun with it. There's your Saturday. <laughs> Roughnecks dominate the Vipers. It's gonna be bad. Roughnecks, as our Commander in Chief says, huge. <laughs> Next game we have on slate. We have 5 o'clock on Fox, Dallas at Seattle. This is going to be a good game. Seattle home, that atmosphere.
1: I'm taking Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn at home. I like that pick there, fake. Good pick. Uh because he, here's the thing. I I, I think Stoops is going to do the same thing he did last week. He's going to rely on Landry Jones when he shouldn't be relying on Landry Jones. And Seattle's defense is going to come back and bite him in the ass. I completely agree. Uh, so, I and I think the loss that he'll take in Seattle this week is what's going to finally get, the, get him to pull his head out of his ass and realize Landry Jones should not be dropping back 40 times a fucking game. So... We will see, but I'm taking Seattle by two tuddies. I'm
0: going to take Seattle as, as well. I'm going to say Seattle by six.
1: like it. I like
0: it. Now we get to our Sunday slate of games. First game, 3 o'clock on ESPN. We have the New York Guardians at the St. Louis Battlehawks. Hawks. This first is, home game. First home game in the old arena
1: where the greatest show on turf once played and we're going to see some greatest show-on-turf shit going down right here. Because Seattle... St. Louis. Yeah. You did this last week, I did it last (laughs) week. (laughs) Well, I also hope that I was just talking about Seattle winning big because you know what's going to happen? St. Louis is going to break out the people's elbow in St. Louis and drop it on New York's candy ass. (laughs) Ooh,
0: fake, you know what? I like that pick, man. I like how you're gonna drop the people's elbow on the Guardian's candy ass. Ooh, yeah. I also like that pick, also. I'm gonna say Battle Hawks by 10.
1: Macho Man! You got him by 10? I got him by 21. And this is why I'm saying that New York doesn't know what the fuck they're doing right now. They're just out there in the space-time continuum, man.
0: (laughs) Woo! They're on Space (laughs) Mountain!
1: But no, that's serious. I don't think New New York realizes what fucking planet they're on because they have a great show in week one and then they get their fucking shit kicked in by DC week two. And you know what? St. Louis is right up there with DC and Houston and and you saw that during the Houston game. They are going to kick the living dog shit out of New York and send them back to fucking New York with a bunch of red asses. <laughs> I got Tia. Uh, I got Tamu going the fuck off this week. <laughs> sorry. So- sorry, Producer Dev, but your team's going down. <laughs> so let me get this straight, Producer Dev.
0: You go from Tampa Bay. should have picked D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Not even hesitant. should have He knew DC. exactly where I was going with this. should have picked D.C. All right. Speaking of D.C., this is actually going to be the real test for them because they are first finally, game. finally on the road. First away game out in L.A. L.A. Oh, I still got the D.C. Defenders fake
1: I agree with you on that one. Now, I think it's going to be a close game. I think this is the game that LA kind of gets it figured the fuck out, but DC's defense DC. is just too good.
0: Completely agree. Like I said, I mean, I think LA's going to keep make it a game, but overall the better team definitely goes to the defenders.
1: And, like, wait, let's not forget here, like, LA started getting it really figured out last week. I think they're going to get it figured out. It's just going to come down to DC's just... Purely the better team. Now, if they come up, come out with an upset on here, I won't be surprised in saying that. Yeah, cause so. you got to
0: figure too. You got some of these teams that are still winless right now, so they're they're hungry for a win right now. And on the Tampa Bay, <laughs> let's be real, it's gonna be another long week.
1: Now, L.A., I think L.A. Out of all those winless teams right now, they are the closest to figuring it the fuck out. So, as I said, if they get the upset over D.C., I won't be surprised by either. So, we will see, but I can't wait because I think it's going to be a great game against L.A. and D.C.
0: I completely agree, Fake. We will definitely see everything unfold for week number three. That being said, guys, on to our next topic. We are in our 2020 NFL pre-combine mock draft. Starting with pick number 21, my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Now, fake, I'm going to start this off here. Eagles definitely going wide receiver. There's been two links I shared earlier today that I saw that Nelson Aguilar, possibly the Colts, and then a couple hours later, Alshon Jeffrey coming out saying he wants to test the market because apparently – him and Wentz could never see eye to eye, which is kind of weird because Alshon Jeffrey even said when he first came to Philadelphia, the reason why he wanted to be an Eagle was because of Carson Wentz. But it is what it is. It's the way of the business. Eagles obviously gonna go wide receiver here. And from a lot of people saying they're gonna pick, they're gonna take Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, who's a very speedy guy. I don't see it happening. I'm going to take the better route runner in this draft. I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU.
1: And this is where I'm going to disagree with you here. I think Philadelphia is going to fix the wide receiver core through free agency like they've been doing the past few years. And, honestly, it's been the Philadelphia way for I don't know how long. They always try to fix the wide receiver core through free agency. Terrell Owens. Guys like that, they've always done it that way. Well, T.O. and
0: Alshon Jeffrey have been, like, the only two.
1: The only two big hits. Big hits, yeah. But, you know, most of the time, what do they go out and do? They try to fix it through free agency. I think or that's the draft because,
0: also, they, they, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. Ever since that, it's just like they they, they just can't hit on the receivers they draft. Yes. Like Nelson Aguilar, I, honestly, I didn't even want Nelson Aguilar coming out of USC in 2015. I, I honestly wanted Philip Dorsett. But either way, it would have been... (laughs) Looking
1: back at it now. Looking back at it
0: now, mm -hmm. yeah, both of them, but...
1: Now, um, Mm -hmm. this is where I disagree with you. I see them looking towards the future uh, and trying to fix that secondary that does need fixed. It needs fixed, and it needs to get younger. So, in saying that, I have them drafting Anton Winfield Jr. out of the University of Minnesota. I like that pick. To possibly either replace... Uh, is it Jenkins or Jennings? How do... Malcolm Jenkins? Yes, thank you. Um, he is getting older. Ain't getting any younger. Yes. <laughs> and there, you know what? Winfield can also play free safety as well. And there was a lot of question marks at free safety for you guys last year. So, and who else better to learn from than Malcolm? So, as I said, I have them go in safety – Mr. Antoine Winfield Jr. out of the University of Minnesota. I think it's just going to fit real well. And he's a hard-hitting guy, and that's what – you know what? Us Philly fans, we fucking love that shit. <laughs> so, that's that's where I have it. You know, agree to disagree, but oh, that's that, where I have that
0: one. Well, regardless, I had the Eagles either going to go wide receiver or corner. Those are obviously the two glaring needs mm-hmm. for this team. Um Moving on to pick number 22, the Buffalo Bills. Got to give Josh Allen a target. And what better way to do it than the guy who I said earlier, I'm going to give them Henry Ruggs the third out of
1: Alabama. Got to give him speed. I agree with that one. I agree with that one. If they don't, I see them trying to strengthen up that defense a little bit more. So if they don't go wide receiver, I won't be surprised if they go with Ross uh, Blacklock out of TCU, strengthen up that defensive line. That defensive line's not getting any younger. They're going to have to start replenishing with younger guys.
0: Plus, mixing in with that Oliver also. Yes.
1: So, um, I think Ross Blacklock will fit well in that hybrid defense that they're kind of running there because they run a mixture of a 3-4 and a, uh, a 4-3. So, he's he's not a huge – he's not a big guy. He's not going to be a guy that's going to go out there and play nose tackle for you, but he's, gonna, he's a guy that's going to be – able to be interchanged there to a d ender and d tackle so that's where i have them
0: next pick number 23 the new england patriots this is interesting here fake but in my opinion i'm going to give them a safety i'm going to give them grant
1: delpit out of lsu i like it i don't see them going safety i say i see them still staying with mr uh, with lsu but going with Christian Fulton at okay. LSU, okay, at corner. I to say at least
0: do something in that secondary. Yes, Hit, get something with Stephon Gilmore.
1: I, I think them getting a number two on the other side of just to, Stephon Gilmore will really help that right there. So,
0: next pick we have number twenty-four, the New Orleans Saints. I'm actually going to give them another receiver opposite side of Michael Thomas. I'm going to give them T. Higgins out of Clemson. <sighs>
1: I would normally agree with you. <clears throat> I'm staying on the defensive side of the football here. Okay. And I have the going Hakeem Davis Gaithier out of the University of Appalachian. I'm Mountaineer. Going on Mountaineer right there, boy. I I think that's that's the glaring need right now. So that they need to strengthen up that defense, and I think um, New Orleans is seeing that. They're like, that That was a huge issue from last year. We lost too many games last year because our defense gave it up. So, I think they're going to try to – I think this year they're going to draft very defensively heavy.
0: I can believe, I see that. Number 25, we have the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to help them out on their defense. I'm going to give them Kenneth Murray, inside linebacker, out of Oklahoma.
1: I see them going offensive line you offensive line? Their offensive line is probably one of the oldest offensive lines in the league.
0: Still pretty uh, dependable, though. I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't running for his life every week or anything like that. I mean, granted, I mean that obviously in the playoffs, you're playing San Francisco and that defensive front, I mean. Do you, do you build a boat before a flood comes or after? Where are you going with this? Well, if you got an old offensive line, do you do you start building the new one while while the offensive line's you know good, or do you just wait for it to get bad and then you're like, oh shit, we don't have an offensive line? Well, it's not like Jerry Jones where he's just like, let me just spend my next like three to five years on offensive line, and then <laughs> as they get older, then I'm then you not going do to do anything for like seven years <laughs> with
1: the offensive line. I have them taking Jared Jedrick or Jedrick I don't know how the fuck to say this guy this uh, guy's first name Jedrick Wills yeah Jedrick Wills gotcha. out of the University of Alabama 6'5", 320 kind of fits that mold that um, the Vikings like to get
0: pick number 26 the Miami Dolphins fake I have said this to you before this is who I have the Dolphins getting at 26
1: it's your boy Jonathan Taylor See that I already told you he's going way earlier. And I, I don't have them think going. He's going
0: earlier. Cause like I said, I could've get last week I could have gave the Falcons JT, but instead I gave them Swift out of Georgia.
1: I have them trying to develop a pass rush at this pick. And them going you that's your boy. <laughs> Out of Penn State, I always fuck up that guy's name. Utah Gross Matos. I see them trying to develop a pass rush, and you know what? Penn State pass rushers have never let them down.
0: <laughs> Unless you're like Aaron Maybin, or
1: Maybin had a pretty okay career with them.
0: Not with the Bills.
1: Oh no! Oh, Penn, I, Penn State. I, I, I yeah. said Miami. I said Miami. Penn State pass rushers. Oh. Miami. Penn State pass I, rushers. I, I say obviously
0: Cameron <laughs> Wake. You think of when it comes to my Penn State Miami pass rushers. Pick number twenty-seven. Fake. I actually had the Seattle's taking my boy Uter Gross They're twenty-seven.
1: I I have them going. Um, that that I have them going offensive line. They 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 have not fixed it whatsoever yet and you know what there's still one big boy sitting up there on my board that has not been taken and that is Andrew Thomas out of University of Georgia they need to find a way to make sure Russell Wilson's not running for his running for his life and the best way to do that is draft a fucking left tackle and hope to God that he is finally the fix at left tackle that they need. So I have them taking Andrew Thomas uh, out of University of Georgia.
0: Pick number 28 we have, the Baltimore Ravens. Fake, I have a Badger going here. Ooh! (laughs) I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Zach Bond, outside linebacker for your Wisconsin Badgers.
1: See, that's where we're going to disagree. I I don't see – um, like, don't get me wrong, I love Zach. But there's been a current mock draft that I've been seeing, and I'm not going to spoil my pick for my team in the first round yet, but I see him dropping down into the second and ending up at Kansas City. And that's just a certain mock draft <laughs> I've seen, and you know what? I agree with it, and I don't would to complain about it. Now, in saying that, I still think they're going to go linebacker, just not Braun. I think there's someone else, a certain somebody, that fits more into that Baltimore defense, and that is Kenneth Murray out of the University of Oklahoma. Which is who I gave the Vikings to, but... <laughs>
0: Hey, this is our mock draft, man. I mean, this is It's only the pre—we're not even at the combine yet, so we're definitely going to be doing a— Hey. There's th- definitely going to be another mock draft
1: after the combine. And you know what? There's always sleepers right after the mock—after uh, the combine. Because you
0: never know who's going to stand out in the combine. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know who's going to surprise mm-hmm. you. And there's going to be guys that
1: are going to be like, oh, fuck, that there's, there, <laughs> there's there's there's
0: time? You know, this could be like a third, second-round guy, and then, you know, he shows out at the combine, and mm-hmm. stock raises up, puts him up in the first round. Mm-hmm. Pick number 29, I, we have the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to have them go Christian Fulton out of LSU.
1: I think this is where love gets picked for me. You got love going to Tennessee here? Out of U, uh, Utah State. And okay. the reason I'm saying that is because he's that he's that sleeper guy. You know, A lot of people are high up on him. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, I'm late to – early second round guy, I think Tennessee, he kind of fits what Weber wants to do. He can learn underneath um, Tannehill for a year, help grasp that playbook, and then take over after a year or two. I That's the way I see it happening, and I like love in Tennessee, so uh, I think this is where love's going to go. All
0: right. Pick number 30, the Green Bay Packers. Got to work on that offensive line fake. I agree. I, I got another Badger. Ooh. <laughs> Tyler, Biedaz,
1: the center. For Norm, a rod. Normally I would agree with you, but you know, here's the thing about Green Bay. They almost never draft Wisconsin players. It's you a would home think, state pick. You would you would think that would be like oh well we get plenty of tape on these guys let's draft these guys the last time they drafted a wisconsin badger player was vince beagle (laughs) tell your dogs (laughs) wolf and vince beagle was drafted the same year tj watt was drafted Green Bay just does not draft Badger players. I, I don't know why. And that's the only reason I'm going to disagree with you because it's a trend. And I, now, in saying that, I still agree that they need to go offensive line. Issues are, most of them are gone. But I'm going to have them take Austin Jackson out of the University of South California southern Cal. southern Cal, um he fits the mold he's six six three oh five um he's a big guy big stocky guy and you know what i don't know what it is about green bay but they love taking west coast offensive linemen. so I, I think they're just going to stick with that mold
0: next pick we have pick number 31 the nfc champions san francisco 49ers Fake. I have the 49ers going secondary here. I have them going Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. Stephon Diggs, I think his cousin or his little brother. I know he's related to Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the
1: Vikings. I uh, I agree, corner, just not Diggs. I have them going C.J. Henderson out of the University of Florida. Okay. And in saying that, this is why I disagree with this. Because that certain mock draft has Kansas City drafting Trayvon Diggs. And I agree with this. 100%. Okay. Kansas City's going to look to fix that secondary. Because here's the thing. I don't think we're going to bring back Breland. Because he's currently a free agent. And there's been zero talks. Which I understand. Because he was such an up-and-down player all fucking season. But showed out in the Super Bowl. So, that's all (laughs) the fuck I care about. (laughs) But in saying that, they need secondary fucking help big time. Thornton Hill is going to be back next year. Love that pick. He played awesome up until he got hurt at the end of the season. They're saying his ACL is on track to be ready to go by week four of the preseason. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. I don't think they would even play him during the uh, last last week of the preseason. You know. So hopefully uh, no, he'll keep leave. him keep him fresh. Get him, yeah. get him ready for week one. Hopefully he'll be back by week one. So if they take uh, Trayvon Diggs, that secondary is going to get bolstered a little bit, and I. Fingers crossed, it works out. And last
0: but not least, pick number 32, your Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got us picking there, Chip? Like you said, I could have gone secondary here, um, but depending on the future with uh, Chris Jones – I got them taking Ross Bladblock, like you said earlier, the kid out of TCU. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. see that just in case they don't retain Chris Jones for futuristic I th- purpose. I,
1: th- I think we're gonna be able to I think um I think the game plan is is that we're gonna franchise tag him. Okay. If we can't come up with a long term deal.
0: Like I said, like like this is why I got Black Block out it's of TCU a, there.
1: We're we're slowly clearing cap space because Sammy Watkins is a free agent this year. That's like 21 mil off, off the books right there. We have to re-sign Frank Clark, and that's another 21 mil. Both have come out and said um, they're going to take hometown deals. Frank Clark definitely is. Sammy Watkins is actually on the fence of whether or not he's going to return at all. He's contemplating retirement. Makes sense. you know. He's like, He's in his late 20s, and honestly, the guy spent the bulk of his career injured. So, and the ongoing trend right now in the NFL is, you know, guys that have spent the bulk of their career injured, they're retiring relatively early. So, um, I hope he does come back because he's a great player and he's a great veteran presence within that locker room. You you don't hear anything negative about Sammy Watkins coming out. And that's because he has a good head on his shoulders. Um, I hope he does come back, but if he doesn't come back, I'll completely understand it. So, but both of those guys have come out and said the same thing Patrick Mahomes has said. We're, we're going to take hometown deals because we want to be back to where we were. Which, Chris Jones would get on that fucking train with us, but fuck, man. Money talks, man. <laughs> so, um, I think Chris Jones, no matter what, is going to get franchise tagged ne- next year. And Frank Clark's going to take his hometown deal. Sammy Watkins, if he decides to return to the league, uh, will also take a hometown deal. You know, because he's... These are all guys that are, like have already come out and said, We want to be back to where we were where we were, and we understand what sacrifices we have to make to be able to get there. Okay. And there's you know, Frank Clark's still a relatively young guy. He knows that sooner or later he's gonna be able to get his payday again. End of story. So um, That ladies and gentlemen wraps
0: up the armchair referees NFL pre combine mock draft. We will be having another mock draft after the combine so definitely
1: stay tuned for that and we might go all the way into the third round maybe we have we might really yeah,
0: say we've we thought about doing some second third possibly even third round mock we, drafts we might have a special
1: episode come out just for the just for after the combine absolutely we're like, we gonna the whole entire episode is just draft draft picks all the way up to the third round I think that'd be something pretty interesting and fun for our viewers so I completely agree fake
0: on to our next topic We're still going to be sticking to the NFL here. Still sticking with the draft topic here. Uh, Joe Burrow might possibly be pulling an Eli Manning.
1: Possibly backing out of Cincinnati. Kudos to you, Joe. Know your worth, man. (laughs) You don't deserve that factory of sadness of Cincinnati. (laughs) There
0: has been speculation going around that Burrow is going to pull an Eli and does not want to play for the Bengals. You do you, Joe. There was a recent interview where they asked Joe what he thought about the Bengals, and Joe was just basically like, you know what? It's a process. They got their process. I got mine. And I'm telling you, Fake, after that, now I'm starting to lean towards the he's going to pull an Eli. He's going to do whatever he can not to be the first overall pick for the Bengals, which can really shake up this draft, honestly. You do you, Joe.
1: You do you. I I don't blame you, man. If you pull an Eli, I will support you 110%, okay? Know your worth. You don't deserve that factory of sadness, and you know it.
0: The bright side about this, when I thought about it, I'm like, if the Bengals don't take him, this They'll is They'll take gr- From <laughs> Oh my, fake! I can't believe you just said that, <laughs> Jake Fromm, first overall. Get real. No, but like like I said, I, I was thinking about this too because if the Bengals don't take Joe Burrow, this is great news for me because Chase Young is probably going to be going to the Bengals, which means, hey, I don't got to see that guy against any (laughs) offensive line in the NFC East.
1: Now, who's to say they even still take the first-round pick? If they know that Burroughs won't come to them, who's to say they don't trade down and and grab some extra picks?
0: That's another possibility, too, because—
1: They could play this super fucking smart and and still get from. And and still get a quarterback.
0: And there's also another team within the top five that I've been seeing, too, that could be possibly in reach of a quarterback now. And this is what I love about this time of year, because people sit there and they, they do these mock drafts and they think everything's a, it's it's, a, it's set in stone and it's a lock, but realistically, we just don't know what's happening
1: behind, behind closed doors
0: exactly, and the team I'm talking about here, fake, is the Detroit Lions. they're now in the mix. For possibly a Tua. Now here's...
1: Here, here. Now here's the space-time continuum, man. What happens if Detroit trades up with Cincinnati here? Takes their first overall pick. Because here's the thing. Detroit if, going Burrow? If, here's the thing. Me and you both know this is the way the NFL works. If teams know that Burrow doesn't want to go to Cincinnati, and now Cincinnati's trying to trade out trade down they are not gonna get the exact worth of that first overall pick because they know the only reason they want to get rid of it is because well we you know we can't get our guy because the guy that we want doesn't want to fucking come here because i have said in previous episodes these last
0: last two weeks where i basically said these teams that are desperate for a quarterback like the dolphins the chargers number three detroit that's where you want to trade up to But now I've been seeing also the Lions just aren't, they're unsure what's going on with Stafford and his future.
1: Yeah. So, like, Detroit could possibly trade up to that pick and not give up a fuck ton for it. Like, they might be able to get away with maybe their first and a second from next year and, like, maybe a third from that, from this year and be able to pull that off and, or. Maybe just give up their first for this year. Maybe throw Stafford up in there. I was going
0: to say, I was just about to say, like after you, after you were finished there, I was also going to say, what if they decide to say Stafford to possibly Cincinnati?
1: Sta- Stafford and their first round pick, they might be able to pull that off trade up into that first overall pick, grab Burrow, and they're now they're back and set the way they were whenever they drafted Stafford the first time. They now have a young quarterback that fits what they want to do. The space-time continuum has just came in, man.
0: <laughs> Off-season craziness.
1: Game over, man. Game over.
0: Because, <laughs> like I said, these last, like, two days, I have been, like, hearing around about detroit detroit quarterback detroit possibly moving on from stafford and then you know i'm sitting here thinking i'm like you know what this could be a fair deal here because you could send stafford to cincinnati and a first round pick from detroit detroit gets burrows someone that they can build around for futures for years to come and it's basically i mean don't get me wrong i mean obviously stafford's the older person in the situation here but In the end, both teams are getting a quarterback that they're unsure how it's going to pan out.
1: No matter what, I see Detroit taking a quarterback at some point in time during this draft. No matter what. They see the writing on the wall. Stafford's not getting any younger. And clearly last year, he he dealt with so many injuries last year. And battle through so many, they see it. They're like, fuck, you know, how much longer is he gonna be able to keep up with this? They're gonna take a quarterback at some point in time. Someone that they're interested in and someone that they're high on. And plus they gotta keep it
0: competitive in that NFC North. I mean, you gotta figure you gotta go over the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings
1: twice a year, like And all three of those teams are just loading up each year. Exactly. And they're getting better and better. So Detroit, they, they they see it. They're like, man, we got to get good, and we got to get good fucking quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On to our next topic, still in the NFL fake. Talking about another quarterback who made an announcement this week that he will be returning for 2020 in New Orleans. The breeze is back. Easy breezy is back in the big easy. Now, the now huge the, question the is: big, What's going to
1: go on with Teddy B now? Now that he knows Breeze is coming back, is he going to return, or is he going to say, "You know what? I'm going to take my talents to South Beach."
0: See you in South Beach.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing: Miami was high on him. I get last year. I, I
0: get that's where Teddy B is originally from. He's from the Miami area, but and
1: Miami really wanted to bring him in last year. Flores Whoa. wanted Teddy B. So who's to say he doesn't go all in on Teddy B again?
0: I just don't see it, Fake. I don't see it. Honestly, it's gonna be interesting to see where Teddy B goes, because I think he's gonna to want to go somewhere where not only A he can start, but also I think he wants to go somewhere where he can contend in the playoffs. Well and uh, if there's the Chargers a, aren't it. No, the Chargers Chargers aren't it. Do not go anywhere near LA. I do not have Teddy B going to L.A. Maybe Denver? Oh, that just Drew got my gears turned. Drew Locke, though. <laughs> that, it like, got my gears looked, turning there a little bit, then I realized Drew Locke. He
1: only looks up par, though. And what
0: does? <laughs> he wants to, I, Honestly, I think he wants to go somewhere to contend in the playoffs, though. He wants to compete in the playoffs. The only team I can see that being in the NFC He's going to stay in the NFC. I'm saying he's going to the Windy
1: City. <laughs> he's going to the, the Bears. My airplanes are just all over the place. And you know what I'm going to say the Bears are going be to I get, got Teddy I got Teddy B
0: going to Chicago. I I Mitch's ass has been on the hot seat, man, and you know damn well Bears are thinking they want
1: to move on from Mitch. I see him going to some Florida team. <laughs> it's either gonna be Miami or Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I get that the whole
0: home like he wants to stay stay in the home state and everything. I completely understand that. But like I said, I think in a better situation where he can possibly compete to be in the playoffs, the only team I could think of fake is the Chicago You think
1: Tampa? is a quarterback away from actually competing and possibly making playoffs. Jameis got LASIK. Okay, he's not. He doesn't have thirty for thirty vision. Well, he's still gonna throw thirty for fucking thirty, and I think Bruce Arian sees that. What goes, if I
0: told you somebody could throw thirty touchdowns and
1: thirty interceptions? I I would say you're talking about fucking Jameis Winston. ESPN
0: presents thirty for thirty, <laughs> a critically acclaimed, narrated by the armchair
1: referees. <laughs> And once there was a quarterback originally out of Florida State. Who <laughs> loved crab legs. And finger-popping Uber drivers. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I, you know what? Because you cannot tell me this is not intriguing. Okay, Teddy B goes to Tampa. Probably has one of the best I... wide receiver duos in the NFL. Also, has a tight end in OJ Howard. They have a very suitable offensive line. Their defense is not too far away. You cannot tell me they're, Tampa's they're, not a quarterback away from being a contender.
0: I still have to see it out of Tampa Bay, man. I mean, their defense just looked so Jekyll and Hyde this year. Like, also, they're, they're Tampa still going to be making like.
1: Get rid of those shit unis! Go to the fucking maroon red, where you fucking belong. What the fuck are you doing? Throwing in that creamsicle digital clock looking fucking. I was gonna say, pl- was gonna was gonna say please
0: don't go back to the creamsicles for the love of God.
1: I would take the creamsicles over those ugly ass jerseys. I don't
0: know, man. I kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the. I like what they're trying. Dude, tra-
1: what are those numbers? They look like the fucking like, digital clo- alarm clock numbers. They do. <laughs> I they're get pirates. I get like
0: <laughs> <laughs> the futuristic like pirate thing. I get that, but. I completely agree. Like I'd I would, I would rather go back to the old maroon, like, even when they had, like, the old, like, those gold, like, beige, like, gold pants. I would pants. take
1: those. Yes, I would take those. Those uniforms are fugly, man, with a capital F. Fugly. When they enter the stadium, the the away team sings U-T-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You're ugly. Hey, <laughs> hey, you're ugly.
0: That's probably like the oldest chant in the book, fake. You just had to, you had to blow the dust off the book on that one. Jesus. Speaking of – on to our next topic. Speaking of fans getting a little bit of hatred here, we're going to be going – we're diving a little bit into baseball. The Houston Astros. Honestly, man, I I don't even know what to even say about this team because – Houston needs to
1: just come out and fucking admit this shit, okay? Them trying to cover it up—they are beating—they
0: are still beating around the bush with this whole thing, and it's absolutely embarrassing. Like, oh,
1: it's—I have an ugly ass tattoo. Come to find out, he does have a tattoo there, but it's the name of his daughter. Like, why the fuck would you be like? You know what I mean?
0: I—I'm I, telling you, man, it is going to be a long, long summer. For the Houston Astros, especially on the right road, now, some, some especially on pegged. the road. Oh my God! Don't come to These Philly. These players are gonna get heckled. <laughs> there, there's gonna be like some trolling fans, probably like trying to sneak in trash cans, maybe even dress up as
1: trash cans. Houston, if you can't take take the heat, don't come to Philly. Because I promise you, right now, Philly fans will be the first ones chucking shit at you. <laughs>
0: Even on the field, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if half these guys are getting beaned. Oh, oh yeah. They, uh, they honestly, better be wearing I, some extra I, I padding. Can, I can honestly see that now. Like, I would not be surprised if you're, if you're going to see guys like Altuve getting freaking decked.
1: Uh, they, they, that whole entire team better be wearing some extra padding. That's all I got to say. But
0: breaking it down, though, fake, what's the worst baseball scandal? Is it the is it today's Astros or is it then Pete Rose?
1: Or the Chicago Black Sox. Of the way back then. Here here's my thing with Pete Rose. Okay. All those games he bet on, not one time did he bet on a game that he was either A playing in or B managing. So The fact that he got blackballed by the MLB makes no fucking sense. Not one time did he, not even a game that he was managing, be like, ah, I'm going to bet on that game. Not one time. But we're going to allow Barry Bonds to fucking eject fucking steroids in his ass for I don't know how many years and still be kind of the face of the league. We all knew he was juicing. You don't go from a guy my size... ...in
0: Pittsburgh to a monster <laughs> behemoth out in San Francisco. That
1: looks like he should be playing fucking DN for the fucking Chicago Bears, okay? It don't, it don't work that way. And then Roger Clemens be like, Oh, yeah, I just got bigger, faster, and stronger the older I got. It don't work that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not how the found of youth goes there, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: Like, probably the only reason that Alex Rodriguez was able to hide it as long as he did is because he was already smacking bombs when he was in fucking Seattle or... Texas. Texas or wherever the fuck he played. He was already hitting bombs. But Barry...
0: (laughs) Barry.
1: We let that steroid scandal... Go on for so long, and those guys still haven't been blackballed. Well, except for Roger Clemens. But there, was many, Clemens, there but... was many other things that got fucking Roger Clemens blackballed. Let's be honest here. Rose should have been allowed back in so many years ago. And he was such a pioneer to the game. Hell, he was on one of Philly's first World Series teams. Pete Rose should be back, should have already been in uh, Cooperstown. He should have been in Cooperstown 10 years ago. Bring the man back, let him be be in Cooperstown, because that's where he belongs. One of the smoothest hitters, one of the best hitters I've ever seen. And you're going to blackball him from baseball. It's disgusting. I completely agree
0: with you, fake. And Honestly, I got to say the Houston Astros are definitely the much worse because this is a team collective situation. Like, this wasn't just one man and Pete Rose. This was a whole team.
1: And, like, as I said, I would get if Pete Rose was betting on the games that he played in. Or managed. Or, or managed. I would get it. It's like, you know what, fuck you, that's dirty shit. But he didn't. (laughs) Not one time. But you know, you got the Astros out there fucking wearing buzzers and stealing signs and hitting trash cans and shit like they're the fucking blue man group. (laughs)
0: That was actually a pretty good analogy. I like that. (laughs) But that being said, I mean, there's all the. Even like they interviewed like the Yankees, like even like Aaron Judge and everybody like asking them what they thought. And honestly, it's to the point where that World Series championship might as well just be taken away.
1: Uh, it, it should be fucking... I, I know I said a few weeks ago that, you know, it should be like, yeah, well, maybe just take the banner down. Fuck your
0: banner. No, no it, Fuck it, your banner. It's, it's much more yeah, than the banner.
1: Because here, here's the thing. If you're not
0: man enough to omit the but, shit you pulled... See, here's the thing, though. That's the other aspect of this whole situation, because do you really want to be that guy... That snitches.
1: It's already figured the fuck out. Just come out and and like, who's the hell to bait?
0: But what I'm saying is, like, when it all, like, when it first came to flourish, or I, I completely understand, like, during the time when they were doing it, obviously, no one was going to come out and say anything about yes. it. But now that their ass is on the hot seat, here's it just makes the situation worse. And even in, like, their opening introduction when they're at spring training, what the hell? Was that, of an, like, what was that of, like, an interviewer? That had to be, like, the most, like, wasted five to ten minutes of a press conference I've seen mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it, I it, have seen some dumb press conferences, but that opening for spring training for the Astros was just, that, that topped the cake. That that just absolutely took it.
1: it it's The, the team co- collectively, whoever the fuck was involved in it, Needs to just come out and be like, listen, it's already out there. We fucked up, it happened, because everyone already knows it happens. Happened. If your fucking GMs already been suspended for a year, shit canned. If your manager's already been suspended for a year and shit canned, they know it happened. Quit BSing and just man the fuck up and admit you fucked up and you did something you weren't fucking supposed to do. End of story.
0: I completely agree, fake, and like I said, I mean, it's it's just the way they're just beating around the bush with this whole
1: situation is just it just makes it worse. Cause here's the thing: the Red Sox, the say, that the Red Sox that got busted doing it, they've already come out and said, you know what, we fucked up, we did something we weren't supposed to be doing. End of story. And you know what? Guess who's not getting all the press press headlines right now? The fucking Boston Red Sox. They're dumping salary, man. They, they they just traded away Mookie Betts
0: and David Price. Well, let's be honest. To here. the Dodgers, who we all know, fake, are the hungriest team in baseball because it has been, what, 32, 33 years since the last time they even hoisted a World Series.
1: Well, it, it, either way, L.A. is going to be the same team. doesn't matter what fucking players they get. They're going to be the same team. They're going to fucking shit out in the playoffs. We'll see,
0: man, because like I said, they, they are the hungriest out of all the baseball teams these last couple years. They are the hungriest team. They are desperate David Price for did, a championship.
1: They are very desperate, and I think that's why they made this desperate move here. Now, in saying that, David Price did not look that great last year in Boston. He looked back to where he was towards the tail end of his Tampa Bay career. It was a lot of ups and downs, and there was more downs than there was ups last year. Mookie Betts... Mookie Betts is probably one of the best gun players in the game right now. Right up there with Bryce Harper and uh, Mike Trout. Speaking of the Angels, I love what the fuck they're doing right now. They are finally getting pieces around Mike Trout. They're like, you know what? Maybe Trout can't do it all.
0: <laughs> yeah, it took you, what? What, eight, s- seven years? Seven, eight years, yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they went out. They signed Rendon that's gonna be another power bat entering that lineup um they went out and got Jock Peterson I another guy he, he's not a big power bat guy but he hits for average and that's what they need <laughs> um LA in general is out there just spending money and whether it's the Dodgers or the Angels there's like motherfuckers in a strip club
0: they are throwing it like there's no tomorrow <laughs> That my, that Mike Tyson's probably listening to this right now and be like, "Those motherfuckers are spitting." <laughs> 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 but anyway, back to this whole like Houston Astros thing. It's just like even with Carlos Beltran. Like, if you knew that your ass was going to be on the hot seat after this situation, what why are you doing taking a management why job? Why <laughs> would you bother going out and taking a manager's position? And especially in a market like New York with the Mets. And that whole freaking shit show of a fan base.
1: He probably could have got away with it, like, being, like, the Twins manager. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's such a, that's such a diff, like, that's a big difference there because. Yeah, it's,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a completely different market.
0: <laughs> you go completely under the radar. Just go, like, it's almost like going from, like, the NFL, like, where you go from, like, big city New York to, like, small-ass Green Bay. Faking ready to sneeze. All right, felt it. I felt it. Oh, I, felt, say, it. I, I g- felt it coming I'll, I'll, I'll on. i for you. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: felt it coming on. But, yeah, it's, it's a completely different market. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't go to, like, the Mets and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the Mets job here. No! <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking, Carlos?
0: <laughs> if anything, he probably could have even went down to the farm. Take a freaking single A or double A job.
1: Because you know what? No one's going to give a flying fuck. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, he's down. He, he, he's a manager at single A slap on the wrist slap on the wrist we'll, slap on the wrist. we'll find you in a little bit <laughs> but no you're gonna be like oh I'm gonna take the uh, Mets management job you high you smoking something <laughs> but uh, you know what we are gonna dive into one more thing here cause I, I I wanna talk about this we're gonna go back into the XFL the murmurs the rumors of Philadelphia getting an XFL team next year and to boot There's also been other rumors. Two possible XFL expansion teams next year. One in Philly and one in my great state of Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin has started biting for the possibilities of an XFL expansion team. So that would make sense because they would be in the West... And Philly would be in the East. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. And honestly,
0: can you imagine I can XFL? finally get off this damn Tampa Bay train <laughs> when Philadelphia finally gets an XFL team. I don't even know why Philadelphia didn't get an XFL team in the beginning. Well, I think they wanted to feel, feel things out. Philadelphia's a better situation than Tampa Bay. I get it's, all, like, I get it's Florida, but it's come Florida. on, man.
1: Now, Philadelphia is a football town. To talk about this... Uh, Madison, there were some investors that have that, the same investors that were trying to bring hockey to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, because they were trying to before Seattle got the expansion team, they were also trying to bring in the expansion team into Madison because they were going to use the Coles Center, which uh, the University of Wisconsin uses for their female and male uh, hockey teams. These same guys are former Badger alums, and two of them played on the USA gold medal team back in the 60s
0: when they of beat, the Miracle, when I they said beat the miracle.
1: Russia. Um, they, they're real estate guys. That's, that's where they get all their money, they're real estate guys. Now... The rumors are is that they're going to use Camp Randall. Can you imagine XFL and Camp Randall? Jump around. Jump around <laughs> in the camp for XFL. <laughs> I
0: love it. I just want to honestly, and if it does, I I hope it happens to you too because, like, honestly, I want to see Vince McMahon just walk out of Camp Randall and be like,
1: Madison,
0: welcome to the XFL. See, I did that, and it didn't even hurt my voice. Or it didn't even hurt my throat. But My,
1: my throat's already been killing me
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I I think it's a good situation. I hope it happens. I hope it happens, too, because you, that's the question, though. Are you going to lead the Battle Hawks for the team in Madison? Yeah. You're going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> it would be, it would be. Well, man, it's it's a no brainer for me because I can't wait to get the hell off this Tampa Bay train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say? This is a train that's just not going to stop until April. But
1: I, my thing is, I wa- I wonder what if Madison's Yeah, I wonder because that's that's the thing. I wonder what the team names would be.
0: I already got one for Philly. Wait on me. I want the Brawlers.
1: I like it. I like it. Boxing. I like it. Okay. It fits the Philly mold.
0: XFL, so exactly yeah I, I was gonna say it'd be like i have a i have a uh it would just be like one of those teams i would like like i always am gonna have a soft spot in the nfl for the dolphins even though like i'd like to shit on them right now but like you know if the dolphins are ever going to the playoffs with the browns i'm cheering for the browns and the dolphins oh you i mean you got to i That's mean it's two
1: right. factory sadness
0: <laughs> if it ever happens that the cleveland browns ever go to the super bowl i mean
1: oh i'm rooting browns unless absolutely. they're playing my
0: chiefs well, yeah, unless they're playing the Eagles. Well, they can't be playing my Chiefs. Yeah, so they can't play your Chiefs. Yeah.
1: But you know what I mean.
0: Unless they're playing the Eagles, then that's a different story, <laughs> but of
1: now um now with Madison, that's a hard one. Because like Wisconsin teams are all over the fucking place. <laughs> because you got
0: fi- because you figure you got the Packers, they're they're known for cheese. <laughs> the Bucks, because Wisconsin deer. Deer. And then you got the Brewers beer
1: (laughs) like their team names are all over the fucking place like hell uh, okay so um up up around appleton right is where uh the brewers have their single a team
0: pepper jack venison ipa Right there you go right there's your right there's the xfl team the pepper jack venison ipas so like um, ladies and gentlemen
1: up around appleton it's the wisconsin rapids uh i think it's the rattlesnakes or something like that? Oh, why, hell why yeah! If, why the fuck you got rattlesnakes all the way up in the furthest north of uh, fucking Wisconsin It's beyond me! But what it's, it's, I would Is Stone Cold think, Steve Austin like part owner? Uh, maybe, I don't know fucking know <laughs> Now That's the bottom line! <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> now, and, now, if you would ask me, this is kind of where I'm seeing this leaning for a Wisconsin team name. And I think you will agree with me on this one in saying this. I think they will stay (laughs) beer-wise. And they will be the Millers. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: ladies and gentlemen please welcome your madison millers get out get out (laughs) get out right now fake i can't do that
1: the double m's
0: (laughs) &Ms. &Ms. (laughs) m&m's i can't do that fake that just absolutely sounds terrible
1: it sounds good who's to say Miller won't get up into that and help bring it, bring in a team. I could
0: definitely see them doing like a beer related thing, but the Millers, yeah, Millers, we're just your friendly neighbors, the Millers.
1: <laughs> That's like so Midwest, though, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, so like most of you guys, you guys probably haven't been up and around Wisconsin, but like. Midwest people are so fucking nice. It's not like this is why we're Southern Canadians, okay? Can they like if you bump into somebody in Wisconsin, they're like, hey, fuck you, bud. It's oh, sorry, I got in your way there.
0: <laughs> Can we just call you the Madison Canucks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> call like, it a day. Madison or maybe, Canucks. Maybe, uh, the Madison Snow People or some shit like that.
0: <laughs> The Madison Mud Ducks. <laughs> I'm sold with that. Madison Mud Ducks. I am sold.
1: <laughs> mud Dogs. <laughs> mud Dogs.
0: Mud Ducks.
1: Or you never know. They might just fucking like steal away from Milwaukee and be like the Madison Bucks or some shit like that.
0: They the could. Madison Bucks. They could. We will see, fake. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is gonna wrap up episode. Twenty-two. What? What? The Double Deuce. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Facebook, especially tomorrow morning when Mr. Faye Cocula here gets... Goes, goes underneath the needle. <laughs> his Kansas City Chiefs Bowl tattoo. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, actually. I'm pretty much running the social media yes. when it comes to ours. So... Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Thank you, guys, for listening to us. And be sure to give us our Johnny Manziel five-star, five-star rating. Again, guys, we appreciate
1: you. I never Thanks test that water, just jump yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And bounce my Hang lines out. get sunk in. I call low for the fight ahead. Fuck bread, my news, stay drunken. So with loose lips, I'm trying to manje. They're trying to watch y'all shut like Kanye. But they hear my voice when I shock the cons. Old artists, we get the-